Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, yesterday we called Mario Lopez a D-bag. And today we're going to double down on that because he's a problem. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, Mario Lopez is talking and it, it ain't good. <sighs> Where do we begin? Let's begin with the actual interview. So he did an interview um, and I, I, I would want to question the actual interview. Like, why is Mario Lopez talking about things like gender, sexuality, uh, what it's like to be the parent of a transgender child? Well, he was on something called the Candace Owens show. I don't got time to get into it, but Google it. Uh-huh. And you'll know more. And I'm wondering, why is he even doing this? Maybe he says in the interview, I don't care. I only focused on two of the things that he dealt with. In said interview, one had to deal with uh, parenting a transgender child and the other had to do with the Me Too movement, roughly speaking. Okay, both things ignorant. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. But um, I think it's it's not going to take us long for you to to think of Mario Lopez in a D-baggy sort of way. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about this transgender child thought that he shared. does he have a child who is transgender? No. So why is he speaking on it and what did he say? Well, probably because he's a man and he has opinions mm. and they pay him. For Understood. Things, so he feels like he's <laughs> entitled to have them. Um, okay, so let me just pull up all of this wonderful stuff about Mario Lopez. He talks about, um, or okay, let's start with the transgender thing. So, um, he talks about, well, I'm just going to use his words. Can I yeah. do that? I'm trying. She sets it up with a question based on Charlize Theron. Remember Charlize Theron, of course, um, talked about her own child. Mm-hmm. And essentially from that conversation came uh, a broader conversation about having a transgender child. Quote, I'm trying to understand it myself. And please don't lump me in with that whole group. That whole group refers to Kansas, kind of said Hollywood has some strange ways of mm-hmm. raising their children. He says, I'm kind of blown away, too. Look, I'm never one to tell anyone how to parent their kids, obviously. And I think if you come from a place of love, you really can't go wrong. But at the same time, my God, if you're three years old and you're saying you feel a certain way or you think you're a boy or a girl or whatever the case may be, I just think it's dangerous as a parent to make this determination. And then, well, okay, then you're going to be a boy or a girl. So whatever the case may be, it's sort of alarming. And oh, my gosh, I just think about the repercussions later on. When you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality. 
sexuality. You're just a kid. Okay. Okay, so that's what he said. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. Let's just start with, you know, where he's coming from. That is the issue, right? Because again, I asked you right off the bat, does he have a child who is transgender? No. So he's having an opinion that he's not necessary. It does not sound like he's informed on. Correct. Bing, ding, ding. And it is sounding not informed. Exactly. So I, I'm one of those people. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I'm one of those people. If I don't fully understand a topic, I'm going to try real hard to not insert myself where I when I don't understand something, I'm not going to try to have an educated opinion about something that I have not been educated on. And when it comes, if you were having an opinion, you would at least have the sense to say, I really don't know a lot about this topic. I'd like to learn more. And a lot of that happens, right? For a lot of celebrities, when they get interviewed about things, people will ask them, well, because they're trying to get like a gotcha moment or trying to make a greater point about their own beliefs regarding an issue. And a lot of people, I think, have an opinion about, um, you know, raising a trial, raising a child who is transgender. They have opinions that they want to make, but they come from a place of ignorance. Honestly, I can say that because I've done enough. Um, listening to Mm -hmm. know that the things that Mario Lopez is saying are ignorant. Mm -hmm. He conflates gender with sexuality, which is a mistake because the two are entirely different things. And that actually, I I, want to stick with that for one second because that actually is so important. And that's something that, that is very common that I wish more people would spend time educating themselves on what the difference is between gender and sexuality. Cause I think him and a lot of parents and I always, okay. So the first point that I made was that generally speaking, when I'm asked a question about something I don't know about, I'm at least willing to say, I don't, I don't know about this. Here's maybe what my, ins- my impulse would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would try to go like learn something about it so that I could sound better informed. Cause the last thing I want to do is sound ignorant or be offensive unintentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, this, his answer, when he talks about you're, when you're a kid, you don't know anything about sexuality yet. You're just a kid that belies a certain ignorance that Mario Lopez may not realize he has, which Mm -hmm. is that a transgender child is not thinking about sexuality when they are presenting their parent with the possibility that they are transgender. Mm -hmm. Gender and sexuality are not linked. Correct. Correct. At all. And we don't need to go into the long... Uh, Google, Google it. Google it. Yeah. Alice, what did we used to say? Agnes. Agnes. Google <laughs> it, Agnes. Um, so that that just says to me, he doesn't understand what he's talking about. But there's an impulse among a lot of people, Mario Lopez is not alone, where you think, oh, transgender means I wake up one day and go, I want to be a girl. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as a child. Well, I know as a child. I remember dressing up as Dolly Parton once to do a talent show. At the uh, family Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Tells you a lot about my childhood. Yep. It's a fun story. (laughs) I didn't say I want to be Dolly Parton. I just Mm -hmm. dressed up as Dolly Parton. That is not the same thing as that's not like my parents went, oh, he wants to be a girl. Mm -hmm. Let's let him be a girl. Right. Similarly, a lot of young girls see uh, some of the privilege that their brothers have in the world and say, I wish I was a boy. It's not the same thing. That's not the same it's thing. It's not if, the same thing. If you talk to a, tra- a parent of a transgender child or a child who doesn't identify with, and again, my terms are going to get mixed up, but if you 
if you have a child who doesn't identify with the gender that they were labeled with at birth, then um, if you listen to those people for any length of time, you understand that this is a very unique thing. It is a very real thing. And it is a thing that, you know, medical professionals um, and a, a full range of experts have weighed in on and have, you know, been very thoughtful about and help people navigate. Mm-hmm. That all exists, whether you want to accept it or not. But very likely, if you're reacting in an uncomfortable way about this issue, the issue of having transgender kids, it's probably because you don't understand fully what this is actually made of yeah. or what it consists. And so Mario Lopez does that in this interview. Yeah. Now, we could have just been flipping, been like, he's a D-bag. Don't be dumb. But I think it presents an opportunity. I bet there are some listeners listening who think, I don't disagree with what he said, that he's just trying to be careful about what's going on with his kids. This is not the same thing as your child coming up to you one day and saying, I want to be an airplane. Right. Correct. And the parent going, "Okay, you can be an airplane. Now, I want to make sure we have time to also address his thoughts on the Me Too movement. Well, that's where it gets even more um, annoying as far as I'm concerned. And I hold Mario Lopez very accountable because where he may just be willfully ignorant on or woefully ignorant on the issue of being uh, a transgender person and having a transgender child. Okay. He is a person who has a relationship with women Mm -hmm. and has throughout his entire life. Sometimes a few of them at the same time. Yes. And when he was asked to expand on movements such as me too and believe uh, women, he says, um, He called those movements in support of sexual assault survivors a, quote, dangerous hashtag because people lie and sometimes those people are women. Quote, God forbid you have a son out there and a girl may have felt a certain way about a situation, you know, dismissed, hurt, whatever, and is feeling vengeful and just decides to tell a certain story that's not even exactly true, then come back and hurt that individual. Wow. To take, he goes on, to take women at their word, he told Owens the moderator is incredibly dangerous. There's a lot of danger in his life, isn't there? So <laughs> that is the, the the piece that really ticked me off in a way because now you're just being intentionally ignorant. Right. Because you know because it sounds to me like you maybe have had a situation where a woman came back to you after a certain experience and you did not like her reaction to that and therefore you have a fear that you are going to be called to account for your own behavior. Right. Well, and you know, where where I, I heard the ignorance in that original conversation around raising a transgender child, that ignorance is, I, I don't want to say excusable. It's not. It's understandable. It's not okay. It's understandable. You, you, you understand that he is ignorant. Yes. And that he is looking out. This one sounds more like he's ignorant because he's looking in. Like, how do I connect to this movement? It sounds very defensive in a way that sounds very typical of men. Because, again, the thing that he's saying is not something that nobody else has ever said. Right. And nobody is saying that you believe everyone at all costs. You, but to to lead with when you are addressing the topic of the Me Too movement or believing women uh, who've been survivors of sexual assault, when you lead with women can lie, mm-hmm. that indicates to me that your priorities are in defending your own manhood. Yeah, because guess what? Men can lie too. Everybody can lie. 
all people are capable of lying. And that means whether they were the victim or the perpetrator, lying happens. Hashtag lying happens. <laughs> when we come back on the yes. Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly Roberts has arrived. She's got a wheelbarrow this time full of dirt. Hefty cinch sound. And I like your overalls. Thank you. Howdy, partners, and welcome. I would like to just point out that Colleen is the one wearing overalls. This is a true story. Colleen is actually wearing overalls today. Now we got to start today's dirt alert with a notable obituary. Now you might not name the no know the name, excuse me, Hal Prince, but he has passed away at the age of 91 and Hal Prince, we need to talk about him because he is responsible for basically everything you love about Broadway. Yes. So he was the producer of many, many big musical hits, including The Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, West Side Story, A Funny Way Happened Onto the Way to the Forum, Fiddler on the Roof. Mm -hmm. He also... Which was just uh, premiered last night in the Twin Cities. That's right. It didn't premiere. It opened. I love (laughs) that. That's one of my favorite shows. It had its opening here in the Twin Cities. And also, he later, from moving on from producing, he became a director. And he directed such musicals as Cabaret, Sweeney Todd, Evita, and Phantom of the Opera. This was a singular talent yeah. in the world. Of, a sing, One a singular, singular sensation. sensation. He did not direct a chorus line, at least as far as I'm aware. So just wanted to mention that. That's a Absolutely. But what a great life and what an amazing work. 21 Tony Awards, yeah. apparently. A really yeah. amazing legacy. Yeah. Hal Prince, uh, dead at the age of 91. Moving on to Netflix. Did you guys know that you have been paying $1 to see the new Martin Scorsese movie, The Irishman. Oh, Allegedly. No. Is this okay. like an Apple thing? No, this is a Netflix thing. So get this number. Netflix is spending more than half a billion dollars on three movies. That's it. And one of them is Martin Scorsese's new movie, The Irishman, which had its trailer debut online this afternoon. So when you break down the number, it's about $1 per Netflix subscriber because there's about 151 million subscribers to Netflix around the world. So you just paid a dollar to see this movie, whether you like it or not. It's so fascinating, but we are going to be able to see it. So, well, yeah, if you want to, but if, <laughs> if you, you don't want to. want to, you already paid for it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of true of everything else that right. they've made. So, but, but I, what I find fascinating about this story is that it's to a degree. And also, I'm curious to see what return on investment, like, what are you getting for spending hundreds of millions of dollars? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Because, I mean, I kind of feel like if they're not going to get that money back, I know, so then what is it for? This is what I think about all the time, and this is... I want I want some transparency. Where does the money go? Well, you ain't getting with, transparency with Netflix. I know mm-hmm. because I think about this a lot that the, the money that they put out to make something they're not going to get more subscribers. I mean they pro- they might, I, but I bet that that's a fraction of where they get more money. I mean, how are they earning off of these things? I, that is a good question, Colleen. Netflix makes its money by getting subscribers. Now, Netflix is investing almost $200 million in just this one film, The Irishman. Now, a lot of people are speculating that investment... Suspicious. I was going to say, can we translate <laughs> the word investment, please, uh-huh. as a money grab for a bunch of successful white men in Hollywood? Thank you, Bradley, <laughs> for that wonderful Who've Hollywood speak. already had speak. very illustrious careers. Again, thank you for that wonderful Hollywood speak. Now, I'm assuming that $200 million means all the marketing around the movie, the extravagant salaries that everyone received on this film, because this new movie, The Irishman, directed by Martin Scorsese, stars Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci, Harvey Keitel. So, you know, we've seen these guys for decades on the screen doing their thing. Doing and the same kind of movie yeah doing the same exact kind of movie my my fear is that we're going to watch the movie it'll be great but it's that like because it's martin scorsese yeah uh-huh. because it's al pacino yeah because it's joe pesci because netflix spent 200 million dollars on it we will interpolate or uh what's the word i want to use we will ascribe to it a greatness that it doesn't deserve that it maybe wouldn't receive if mm-hmm. perhaps Ava DuVernay or mm-hmm. another female director was mm-hmm. responsible. Catherine for. Bigelow, maybe. They would say, yeah. how dare you be so irresponsible and spend all that money? Well, mm-hmm. exactly. What did you do for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, word on the street is that Netflix is investing so much money in this movie because they won an Oscar. They got real close last year to winning Best Picture with Roma. Remember that movie? Yes. And they received several Oscars for that film, but they didn't get the Best Picture Oscar that they wanted. Now, $200 million on a movie. I mean, there's like no, there are special effects because every movie is digitally manipulated, whether you know that or not. It is. But there's no robots right. or dragons or anything like that, which would lead you to believe that this movie needs a $200 million budget. But just think about that. Three movies, half a billion dollars for Netflix. That's wild. That's crazy. Again, I, feel like I, fo- I want to follow that a, money. You could build, like, think about how many homeless shelters you could build. I know it's not fair to do that. But I know. Yeah. Like, in this day and age, it's like, hey, maybe spend $100 million and then, like, give $100 million to... It just feels very wasteful. art. You know, like, where I'm sure they're well, doing look, good stuff. I'll Netflix canceled my one of my favorite shows of the year, Tuca and Birdie. They canceled that show. What the heck is that? It's What's a, a toucan bird? It is a fantastic animated show about an animated toucan and an animated bird voiced by Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong. It's fantastic, but they can't. kind of funny. It is very funny. 
It's one of the best shows of the year, one of the best reviewed shows of the year. It got canceled after one season, thinking a whole season's budget of Tuca and Birdie is like less than a minute of Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. That's crazy. I am going to go watch that trailer, though, because... Well, yeah. Well, you paid for it. Yeah, we already paid for it, so we might as well go and see it. (laughs) Uh, Well, and finally, speaking of things that we're probably going to pay for when it comes out, Lisa Marie Presley reportedly has written a tell-all book where she's going to dish on Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley. She's been paid three to four million dollars to do this, and we're very much looking forward to reading about what Lisa Marie has to say I about her life. cannot wait for yeah, that book. be a good one. Hurry I'm up. Hinge. Get it out. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show. 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And this is your 30. Nope. This is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Brenda on the line. And what is Brenda playing for? Brenda is playing for a big fat one of these. A MyTalk 1071 t shirt. <laughs> t shirt, Brenda. Hey. Whatever size you want, yeah, honey. It, it we'll make it, sure. It'll, it'll be the one that fits you. Yeah, yeah. And that was not a commentary on your size. By no, any when I means. said fat, I just meant like a super awesome. Yeah. It was a pH yeah. fat. <laughs> Brenda would like to just play the quiz. Am I, I correct? <laughs> Yes. All right. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. What is the name of Elvis's only child? Lisa Marie. The Rockford Peaches are a baseball team heavily featured in what movie? Oh, pass. Mario Lopez played what character on Saved by the Bell? Uh, pass. Nemo is finding Nemo in uh, is Nemo and finding Nemo is what kind of fish? Clownfish. Uh, Mario Lopez played what character on Saved by the Bell? Uh. Oh, I'm so sorry, Brenda. Brenda did not get no that P H A T fat shirt. Shirt. Uh, but you can try again tomorrow. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley show. It is the 30 second pop culture challenge. Let's get to those questions. She did not get correct. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. I wouldn't have known this one, by the way. The Rockford Peaches are a baseball team heavily featured in a league of their own. There's no crying in, in baseball. baseball. Nemo. And fin- she got that one. Mario Lopez played whom on Saved by the Bell? AC Slater. And we didn't even get to Margot. Robbie. Oh, did I skip that one? No, we couldn't see it. It's a long story. Don't worry about it. Oh, I was like, I don't remember Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's from Australia. Australia. Rise of Australian. You will get an opportunity to play the 30 second pop culture challenge again tomorrow at 1230. And now that we have uh, answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that through these blind items that Holly has brought for us in the segment we call Blinded by the Item. Bia has nothing to do with the first blind item that I'm going to read to you, Colleen and Bradley. Listen carefully to the following celebrity gossip mystery. Okay. And try to solve it. 
I'm not sure why this A-list writer, television actress, slash movie actress who got her start writing for TV just doesn't come out and tell the world that her best friend is also the father of her kid. Maybe it's some kind of long-running game for the public. I feel like this is a Mindy Kaling experience. And the dad she would be referring to, or this would be referring to, is B.J. Novak. His name is B.J. Novak? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. Like B.J. Trainer. Mm-hmm. They fell in the blank My for name you. is Bradley. <laughs> I'll have you know. Well, I'm My sure name his, is not B.J. Sure, his name That's is true. Not just Benjamin or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley. Anyway. Let me fill in the blank for you. I'm not sure why Mindy Kaling just doesn't come out and tell the world that BJ Novak is also the father of her kid. Maybe it's some kind of long running game for the public. You know, it's isn't that interesting because I do feel like people just assume and also want it to be him. Yeah. Like it's any of our business. I Okay. Yes. And. It's not any of our business insofar as anything else is any of our business. That seems too easy. I feel like who cares who the child of your father is? If there is a reason. What did I say? The child child of your father. father. Who cares who the child of your father is? (laughs) Oh, that would be me. Um, Who cares who the father of the child is? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're yeah. right. It doesn't matter. I mean, of course she is entitled to say nothing, yeah. but saying nothing implies that there's a reason for it, which indicates that there's some something, I don't want to say nefarious. Or, but like juicy, like there's some juicy, juicy gossip yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, Because like yeah. what could possibly be a legitimate reason? I don't know. Uh, let's move on. All right, another blind item for you, Colleen and Bradley, to solve in the form of celebrity gossip. This north of the border A-list singer doesn't want to lie straight to his fans' faces about his fake relationship with that foreign-born singer, so he sidesteps questions. Hey, lies of omission and all that about the other thing in your life are equally as important, too. Oh, that's a twofer right there. I'm going to say this is... And I just want to pat ourselves on the back. This is all about Shamila. This is about Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Now, the show, there's another show on this on wonderful, this wonderful lineup. station of ours. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where they are. I don't either. The lineup, but what's their name again? I, I don't Shmori and Lulia. <laughs> Shmori and Lulia. <laughs> they think that this relationship is totally legit. Read the blind item, and then we'll we'll do our dancing on the grave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Their beliefs. Uh, so Sean Mendez doesn't want to lie straight to his fans' faces about his fake relationship with Camila Cabello, so he just sidesteps the question. Hey, lies of omission and all that about maybe the other thing in your life are equally as important, too. So Sean Mendes just doesn't want to talk about Camila Cabello or anything going on. He's just not going to talk. Well, and there's something so, else hidden in there, too, uh, where he says, NT Lawyer, who writes our blind items, says, and all and that about that that other thing in your life, too. So let me just put this in plain yeah. English. Yep. The rumor is that he's gay. And by not acknowledging that this relationship is legitimate allows him, if you believe that, let us say, he identifies as a gay man, but does not want to share that publicly for whatever reason, that 
not publicly making a statement about his relationship with Camila Cabello is somehow perhaps not um, not denying that thing officially. Correct. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Like you can be coy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And evasive. Yep. While still not speaking your truth. Correct. Also, this feels like we're right. I mean, we are, you guys. It's yeah. not hard. And you know what? Here's the thing. Did we look at the eventual total on the um, Facebook? So we put up a poll yesterday and asked you guys to tell us whether you thought Camila Cabello and uh, Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez. Shamila. Shamila was legit or not. And when we started the poll, very quickly it became apparent that two-thirds of you believed that it was just a cockamamie I mean, ploy. and a robust two-thirds of you. Yeah. Because it, what, that wasn't out of a sample of, say, 20. It was like, at the time, we were in like the 200s, 300s. So that felt pretty good. Um, my computer will not allow me to it's scroll, okay. but I'm getting there. But I got it. I imagine my guess is going to be that it's it's still... Uh, the majority believes that that relationship is hooey, hogwash. Uh, okay, wait. How do I get Balderdash to the Balderall. answer after it's already closed? Oh, that's a good question. We'll find out from our good friend yeah. Hannah over in social media. She'll give us an update. How about that? Yes, that sounds good. Yeah. All right. Now let us move on to another blind item. Celebrity gossip mysteries, Colleen and Bradley, try to solve this blind item. Tori Spelling and her money issues must wish she could be given a big fat check to write a book like this celebrity offspring of a parent and a grandparent. Wow, that's a lot of money, which must mean the offspring is going to tell a lot of tales. Is that the Lisa Marie Presley? Yeah. So. Fill in that blank. All right, so. Poor Tori Spelling and her money issues must wish she could be given a big fat check to write a tell-all book about her family like Lisa mm-hmm. Marie Presley. That is a lot of money, which must mean that Lisa Marie Presley is going to tell a lot of tales. I can, I literally cannot wait for this book. I will take three days off of work. I don't even think you need to. I will take one day off work. <laughs> I don't even yeah, think you, you need to do weekend, that. I will spend we'll a weekend there. reading that. I'm going to read the want you to talk about it out of that book. Um, I am very excited for the book. And you know why? Here's why. What, what? do we know? Nothing is real. And that's a good answer, smokes. but not the one I was okay. looking for. When people, so her family was in the Church of Scientology. Yeah. Her mother specifically yep. and herself. What do we know about people who left the Church of Scientology? They got all kinds of information and they, they are just waiting to, to tell, tell them and stories. they get real wordy mm-hmm. about what happened and the rumor is holly there is actually a blind item i put this up on the thing uh to talk about tomorrow i just want to see if i can get you the blind item really quickly mm-hmm. uh because my computer's being really slow but it was from one uh one john doe who is a contributor to the uh, net website. Yeah, so that's a blind item from all the way back on January 31st 
of this year where this blind item alleges there's a lot of words, but it says there's a B-list singer songwriter celeb spawn of an A triple plus lister that's been having trouble getting her memoirs published for the last decades or so. It's a romantic clef, meaning that she's going to be writing these stories, not necessarily as Lisa Marie Presley, but, you know, kind of fictionalizing them. The names are going to be changed because this is going to be huge. I cannot wait. Huge. I, I am very, wait. very excited. I cannot yeah. wait. Uh, all right. Well, we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys. I I never get to go to the movies, um, but I can watch trailers for movies on my computer. You are the laziest person I know. So I watched. Thank you. Yes, I'm lazy. That's what it is. I'm I watched just saying. two very, very popular. So let's be honest, I'm probably never going to get to the movie theater to actually see movies that everybody's talking about, but I can watch the trailers. And there were. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Two notable trailers that came out while I was on vacation last week. Mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to watch them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I am now able to issue a review for those trailers. For the trailer? Mm-hmm. It's Colleen's trailer reviews. Oh. Colleen only reviews the trailers because she never actually goes to the movies. Well, that's handy. It's true. So, uh, you guys probably already watched these trailers, but I just watched them. The trailer for Cats and the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. Okay. I love this because all I have to do is spend like four minutes and I can tell you all my thoughts about the movie based on the trailer. Based on the trailer, which is, you know. Let's start with Cats. Okay. Now. Okay. Cats, the movie based on the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Cats, which is about singing cats, stars many, many, many notable celebrities that you know of, including but not limited to Jennifer Hudson, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, James Corden, among others. Jason Derulo is in it. That trailer is stupid. (laughs) And there's about 10 reasons why, not the least of which is because they're dressed up as cats. Acting like cats, which is, I, in the interest of full disclosure, I've never actually seen the musical Cats because okay. I think it's stupid. The concept <laughs> is dumb. Okay, I like the so music. So you were predisposed to maybe not be amused by this trailer. Honestly, what, going into we're the, talking trailer, about the trailer, yes. not the movie, because the movie hasn't come out. Right, you've just seen about two minutes of what they want you to see. Yeah. Which tells me that they like picked the best parts and smushed it together, right? Because that's Generally. what a trailer is. They're like, we're going to show you our best so that you show up. Um, and if that's their best, I'm concerned about the future of this movie. I've always thought the concept was silly. Yeah. But there's something less silly about seeing people on stage acting like cats than there is to see people that you know 
in cat costumes, acting cat-like on large furniture because they're cats singing songs. So I don't know if you were struck by this, but this is something we discussed uh, when the trailer came out initially. All of those things that you just said are absolutely true, but they're digital. So those what that cats means, are digital. No, what I'm saying is you have people, yeah, dressed in cat costumes. Yep, but they're not actually people dressed in cat costumes. They are digital representations. Of people, in I didn't even realize that. I thought they were just you wearing they were skin real. tight, weird costumes. You thought that was real? Oh. I mean, I couldn't tell. I guess <laughs> you need to go back Girl, and watch that trailer. That's again. why I'm going. That's I'm what's going. So, an inception about it is think about it. It is cats, but not cats. It's not as if, for example, they just had well, actual digitals. I thought they were just wearing really tight unitards. Oh, I would have. I don't know what I prefer. I think it's dumb. Of all it, but, the Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals to try to do yeah. on the big screen, this was the dumbest. What were you going to say? Sorry. I, I, I think the music is great. I think the talent, the performers are talented and amazing. And I, I, I think the music is probably going to be awesome. I just don't understand why they digitally recreated people dressed as cats. When if you're going to do something digitally, why wouldn't you just make them all, I don't know, Lion King style actual cats? Or why wouldn't you just have them be sort of Broadway style people dressed in cat suits? Mm -hmm. Because what's weird about this is they have this weird, the it's not as if they're trying to to show an image of a person dressed in a cat suit. They are showing an image of a cat with a a human face and a human body, including but not limited to boobs. Mm -hmm. So the women have boobs. Cats don't have boobs. But yet they have very realistic fur. So again, it's like you went to all this work to scare the heck out of us. Yeah, so bad. Cats don't have boobs, but they do have nipples. But these cats have boobs boobs and no nipples. And no nipples. Also, I have lost respect for Judy Dench. For now, I'm. I mean, it's going to take a while for her to earn that, that back. Don't t- lose respect for her. That girl was cashing a paycheck. She's, She's a like, dame. where do I sign? That's true, but I need to take a beat because I can't love her right now because this is bad. Okay, Top Gun Maverick, mm. my second trailer review. I did not see this. I'm very curious to hear what you thought of the trailer. Okay, for Top Gun, what is this? It's called Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick is essentially a recycling all the scenes from your original Top Gun, but with older people, and it's slower. Oh, no. It should be called Top Gun Retirement Home. <laughs> and here's the thing that really is maddening about it, and it's very subtle, so I, I fear that you'll miss it if you don't pay close attention. The the positioning of the trailer makes it almost like they're doing a Mission Impossible type thing, which is the thing that, you know, Tom Cruise is most known for is that brand of in his older age. And I don't mean to say like in his old age, I mean, as like the the person in the age he is that, that is 20 years removed from Top Gun. His more mature movies are like the that brand, the Mission Impossible. So there's this sort of like subtle sort of like there's going to be a mission and he's going to have to complete the mission, which is not what Top Gun, the original was about. And there was a love story in it. You do not get a hint of that. There is a shirtless foot or volleyball scene. It's 
it is sad. It's so you sad. were very excited it's about sad, this Nick. about this movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the trailer made you less excited for the movie. Um, yes, but I'll still wait for it to come to streaming and watch it on my couch with my husband and some popcorn, maybe a glass of wine. It's just, it, but it is sad. And the yeah. close-ups of Tom Cruise, where you are very aware of the time that has passed, it's just very... What's the actual... Do you get any impression of what the actual plot is? Not really. Just that he still is flying planes and his rank has never changed. And he's still that, Weird. like, he's still that, you know, fast shooting crazy man. And no, you don't really get a sense. Okay. It's literally recycled scenes from the original one. Mm. Anyway. How many thumbs did you give that one? Or did you give that one a finger? I, yeah, exactly. A finger. All right, when we come back, how long do you wait for food? Be- Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.